Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast. We talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of the Athletic Republic in Toledo, Ohio. Jeff, how are you doing today? Awesome. Awesome, man. I am excited to have you on here uh, to hear more about Athletic Republic in, in general, but specifically your location there in Toledo. So tell us what you're all about. We are a franchise uh, of under, or about 75 uh, spots throughout the country, and we are what's called a sport performance facility. And we help young athletes to become better athletes. Uh, we have over 30 years of science behind what we do. We help the athletes to improve their game. Uh, when kids come in, I actually have had a, uh, my son, who's a graphic designer, um, draw a picture for me. On one hand, I got, uh, I got me with my Harry Potter hat on. And I got uh, Clark Kent in one hand and Superman in the other hand. And I say, who do you want to be? Uh, Dominic, do you want to be ordinary or do you want to be special? And do you want to have average powers or superpowers? Now, everybody says, I want to be like Superman. Well, then I have a picture of my wife on my office here of her going up the stairway. And that gives the kids a, an idea that uh, we're going to progress from easy to a little bit harder, a little bit harder. Uh, and they're going to improve over a period of time. From that, I will also show we're, we're very much into um, video analysis. And I have pictures of one of our, our video of one of our athletes going from running, or when he first comes in, running 12 miles an hour on a treadmill, running 13 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, 17 miles an hour. And you can see that progression. So, you know, we get a graphic in the kids' heads that, you know, this is something that you do over a period of time. It's not like turning on the microwave and pushing the button and say, I'm gonna get this right away. Um, you know, we, we, we teach them that it's something that takes a while. Uh, I tell them that, you know, we're gonna have fun. I, I tell them that the only requirement that you may have is you gotta say at least 10 words the whole time you're here. And I, I also tell them a lot of my dad jokes, you know. Um, by the way, where do you store your dad jokes, Dominic? Uh, I don't know. Where do you store them? In a database, of course. Ah, <laughs> I mean, it, corny. It's, corny. Uh, it's corny, but, you know, it sets the tone that we're going to have fun. We're going to get crazy, but I'm going to kick your butt. You know, we're, we're going to push a little bit, you know, and they go along with that pretty good. So that's fun. But that, and like I said, we have a lot of science behind what we do. You know, kids come in and we'll do a pre-test. We do a you know video analysis of the running form, jumping, uh, see how strong they are, and we have some you know high tech equipment that develops. Or I mean, um, measures their strength, their rate of force production, all those kind of things, and we get an idea of what they can do, and then we put them on a plan where they come in, and uh, you know the program works. Effectiveness is an important. Important part of us staying in business and keeping clients happy. That's for sure. Being, being science-based and well-calculated is certainly important. So before we get into a whole bunch of what you're doing now, I want to get give our listeners a background because uh, as we said off the air, people, 
you know, we've got such a variety of ways people end up in this business that it's, it's always a hot topic. And you've got a very, uh, very strong educational background. You've spent a lot of time um, becoming educated and educating. So give us the, the story, uh, how you ended up here as best you can describe it. All right. Well, um, I, you know, in high school and college, uh, I played basketball. I played basketball at um, University of Toledo. And uh, I trained with a couple of local pros. And training was a big deal. So from that, I developed an appreciation of, you know, taking the time to exercise to enhance your capabilities. Um, uh, when I was uh, at the University of Toledo, I was a physical education major. And when I graduated, I went to the University of Arizona and got my uh, master's degree. Um, after that, I was actually a head basketball coach and an elementary uh, physical education teacher. Um, and about 20 years in of doing that, I uh, had an opportunity. I was actually at a, uh, I had my knee scoped and I was at a rehab facility. I said, you guys have a sport performance facility. And they said, yeah. I said, you guys need any help? And I said, as a matter of fact, we do. So um, I helped them out for a summer and I kind of developed a taste for that. And this was in 1999 or 2000, somewhere in there. Um, I, one of the other hats that I also wore was I was um, uh, athletic director at my church. And one of my coaches was a vice president at uh, one of the local hospitals. And they said, Jeff, we need somebody to fill this job doing what you're doing. And so I did that. And that was the acceleration program under one of the hospitals here. So I did that for, with them for seven years. Um, they decided to get out of it in 2007. I said, I want to keep doing it. So I bought in and here I am. So I've been doing this for the last uh, nine years now after my retirement from teaching. But uh, I love it. It's fun. It's a lot of, you know, it keeps me in touch with the, the kids, the enthusiasm of working out. Um, yeah, it, I, I, I think I've been sent to this planet to show people how to not only stay in shape, but to appreciate doing it. I think a lot of times people, you know, figure out how to do it, but you don't know how to maintain it, how to have fun of doing it. You know, fun is a big thing for me. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, if it's, you're looking forward to your, your gym or whatever your routine is about as much as a root canal, the odds are you're probably not going to stick with you're it. Not, you're not getting the idea. I'll yeah. say, you're not getting the idea. There's a whole lot of fun doing this. You know, I, I remember one time, you know, when I was working with the kids the, uh, at the place where I was under the hospital setting, there was a, an old, um, the hospital had a, an adult fitness program that was separate from what we did. Uh, under a physical therapy uh, umbrella. And there was an older uh, gentleman there, and he was saying, you know, I really don't like to work out. You know, I never really have. But when I do it, now I can play with my grandkids, you know. And, you know, I said, yeah, you know, I guess you, know, you didn't get that message when you are a kid growing up, you know. And, and that's what I like to really make sure that people understand this is fun. You got to you got to you got to find ways of making it fun. Um, 
you know, because as you get older, things start falling apart if you don't, you know? So I, I want kids to learn how to do this. I want them to, uh, you know, be what they can be. I'm going to tell you another story. All right. So there's this girl who comes in and she, um, you know, in between the training sessions, um, you know, we, we have a lot of time to talk, you know, Dominic, how are you doing? You know, I'll, I'll tell you a dad joke or, you know, and one of my trainers was talking with this one girl. She was a, a, a freshman soccer player. And my trainer says, so-and-so, would you, uh, if you saw me in uh, Kroger's, would you say hi to me? And she goes, oh, no. You know, and I said, and I heard that. And I, I came over and I said, so you would, if, I, if you saw me in Kroger's, you wouldn't say hi to me? No. I said, if I saw you, I'd come over five aisles to give you a high five. You know, I'm, I, you know I have that kind of enthusiasm. She said, oh, well, I guess I would, you know. So mom was in the parking lot waiting to pick up her kid. So I go out into the parking lot and I tell the mom the story. She goes, exactly, Jeff. I want you to get the gangster out of my kid. And that's kind of what we do. You know, we get the kids to believe in themselves. We get the kids to, you know, think, hey, I can do something. I didn't know I could do this stuff, you know. But you have to make it in an environment where uh, – they're going to believe that they can do this. You know, we we have a treadmill that goes up to 28 miles an hour. Wow. It can be pretty imposing if it's um, not done in the right way. And, you know, we have to show and convince kids that they are capable of doing this. And that's why I start with that picture of my wife walking up the stairs uh, in one of the national parks there to have them understand that we're going to do this a little bit at a time. You know, you're going to improve a little bit as you go. So, yeah, we, we get them to, to believe in themselves. That's a big part of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So with you have been, you know, at least in, in this incarnation since 07 and doing it previously there, how much for you with uh, especially the youth athletics has revolved around adapting to popularities, the ebb and flow of different sports, celebrities, uh, you know, different training methodologies has a lot of that. Does it filter in with you when you're dealing with, you know, uh, I guess impressionable youth more than anything else. And, and if so, how have you had to adapt if at all to that over the years? Well, the, the thing that I like with what we do is that everybody's an, an individual. And when somebody comes in, we take time to get to know them a little bit. You know, we have to be able to talk, you know, and sometimes we'll have some kids that come in and you can tell that they're a little nervous. And I don't know if you can see this, but I'm showing, you can't see it, but I have a dad joke book and I will have them actually read it to me just to have them understand that it's gonna be okay. You know, uh, you're gonna have some fun doing this, but you know, we have to get a feel for what the athlete has done in the past, what their exercise history is. Uh, have they lifted weights before? Yeah, I, I lift it with dad. You know, we go down in the basement. Have you taken a test before? Has anybody monitored you? No, no. Uh, are, are you just a, uh, a team sport athlete? Uh, we kind of get a feel for what they do. And 
with that, with the, uh, the information that we have from our program, we put them in a uh, program that's gonna make them be the best that they can be. So in regards to your question about trends and that, um, we, everybody's a different case. So, you know, when somebody comes in, like I say, we'll have one trainer with four or five kids at a time, but each kid has an individualized program. In education, they talk about a, um, an IEP, an individualized exercise plan. That's what we have for each kid. You know, if I'm working with five kids, they're not all doing the same thing. Each kid is doing something different. So that's what makes it interesting. And that's what makes it um, productive. You know, our, our kids improve, you know, certainly everybody, everybody's an individual and some kids improve faster, better than the other kids. But that's what we want them to do. You know, we want to encourage them to get where they can go. Absolutely. So we, we have an idea of your background and the type of services you're providing. So let's, let's kind of overview the operations. Uh, you can't provide service to people that aren't there. So first and foremost, you've got to get people in the door and interested, ready to do what you do. And you said that you've got a pretty, pretty detailed, uh, pretty involved promotional process uh, lots of information that goes into it. Can you give us an overview of how that works and how it helps you find the, the people that you can help the best? Well, um, I work in conjunction with our corporate office and they provide for us a social mar marketing uh, program. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it has helped quite a bit. You know, um, I, I, I can't give you individual, uh, you know, uh, things about that, but that has been very helpful for us. Um, you know, we do that, we do word of mouth, we get out into the community. But as I said before we got on here, um, it's always our uh, challenge, you know, to get people in the door, have people understand, uh, you know, what the program is about. Um, you know, I was talking with Hayden yesterday and I, I told him about athletic public. And he said he hadn't heard about that, but he did know about acceleration. So, you know, our job is to promote, have people understand what we do, uh, develop their trust, have them come in. Yeah, I want, you know, Jeff and his group to train our kids. You know, that, that really was helpful. You know, those are the kind of things that we try to do as far as promotional things. Okay, so... You have the word of mouth, you have, you have reputation, you know, with, with sports, with, with any athletes, but I think especially with youth, you always have that on your side as far as, you know, um, somebody, a coach on another team or a coach on, on the same kid's team or another parent says, hey, you know, Bobby or, or Susie went away, you know, last season they did this, this season they're crushing everybody. What did they do? So you've got that. Um, those questions can lead people towards you. Corporate is helping you with social media promotion. Um, do you do anything else as far as are you out at any community events? Do you um, do you get out to you know whether it's sporting events or just general? Um, yeah, yeah, we do. You know, and that you know, uh, for example, a couple of. Uh, 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 the girls here that train with us, you know, we've been to their games, you know, and, you know, when kids see at the games, uh, they like that, you know, they, 
it's it's nice when they see you out there in the community and that helps us i would like to be able to do that a little bit more but you know there's only so much of me to go around right now you know because we're here a lot you know but yeah that's something that you know i would like to improve on got it so it's it's in the plans but only so much jeff to go around Makes sense. We can't do everything all the time, but it awareness of it and at least having having that as uh, something in your pocket to eventually explore or to circle back to is yeah is yeah not, and, never and, thought of it. yeah I and corporate has been very good uh, in giving us ideas about how to do that, and I have some plans that we can do. Um, I have always done that a little bit, but not to the extent that I'd like to, but it is definitely in the plans to get us going. I got it. Got it. Okay. So the, the main part of what Athletic Republic, what your location is doing is in the youth sports specific. Um, some locations do delve a little bit further into adult fitness and that's something that you said might be on your radar. I, I know you, you do have some adults that you train now might be on the radar in the future for you. Are there pros and cons to that? Uh, you know, whether it's your personal interest, whether it's space, uh, you know, number of trainers, are there, are there different things you have to weigh in that will decide how deep you go into the adult performance world? Well, as I said earlier, everybody's uh, an individual, you know? And so when, we work with our adult athletes. We have to take into consideration what their what their goals are, what they're telling me, what they've done. Um, so that you know, that's something that you know we take into account. Um, it, it's one of those things that I haven't really pushed uh, the adult fitness uh, portion of our program. I know several other the uh, Athletic Republic facilities do that. Uh, the main thrust of our business is with youth sports, uh, junior high, high school, college. Uh, but we do have some adult athletes. Um, that is something that we can do. We do have a what we call AR Fit, which is a specialized program uh, uh, for adult athletes. Just I haven't pushed that yet. Totally, totally understandable. And if, you know, if, if the, uh, the youth athletics is, you know, is a, is a, a business in direction or a model that, it, that you find you know, satisfying, it's contributing to you have been, I mean, we're talking about 15 years in business now, right? So there, there has, is there a certain element of kind of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like this is, satisfying this is fulfilling i'm i'm doing all right well, I'll, I'll tell you what uh, one of the guys that i work with in corporate andrew is awesome uh, you know and one of the things you know he has been very helpful for me in helping um you know make choices which way to do let's work on this you know um, one of the things that he said that you know jeff you've been in business for a long time but you're always willing to try new stuff or you're always willing to listen to this stuff instead of resting on your laurels. And I, I think I'm that way, you know, I, uh, I like learning new stuff. It helps you to stay motivated, uh, helps you to work harder. It's not the same old stuff, but Hey, let's try some new stuff. What do you say? You know? Absolutely. Actually, one of my, 
one of my favorite topics and it doesn't, it always will affect the business, uh, but it doesn't necessarily has to be business specific for somebody who, who's been in the game as long as you have, how much of your, your time is spent, your energy focus on personal development, acquiring new skills, you know, as far as training goes, as far as business goes, or any other aspects of, of things to keep, to keep you fresh, to keep you engaged and just really, you know, still with the enthusiasm that you were able to bring to it, you know, many years later. Well, um, it's interesting. Um, I stay in pretty good shape myself. You know, I'm 67 years old. Um, I still do a lot of crazy stuff. You know, I, I train a lot. I'm on a program myself. Um, I, I, uh, I like to hike out West. I've done a lot of rappelling out West, which people in my age group, they just kind of laugh at me. Um, last, uh, summer, my wife and I, uh, I did all the fundraising, but she did the rappel down the side of a 225 foot building. Um, she was dressed as storm and I was dressed as the flash, you know? So, you know, when you stay in shape. Was that there in Toledo? Yeah, yeah. Awesome, that, that's, that's gonna be a, a once in a lifetime experience. No, actually it's, uh, that time I did it as Flash, two years ago I did it as Spider-Man. You know, so, you know, I like you know, to stay in shape and have that enthusiasm about it, like I talked about. It opens the door for you to be functional. You know, you're able to move, you know, you're not, uh, griping and complaining about stuff. So, you know, I have a very active um, uh, interest and um, plan to try to keep this stuff going. You know, this is important. This is cool stuff. Yeah. As far as that goes, keeping it going on that topic, do you have do you have the feeling that this is a job or a, a business that you don't necessarily need to retire from or think about, you know, how long you can do it um, versus other careers where, uh, you know, can take a physical, mental, emotional toll. It still sounds like you're very excited. You're enthusiastic about it. Um, does it feel like something that you're just going to own for as long as you possibly can? We'll see how it goes. You know, my wife is getting ready to retire. Um, we'll see how that goes, but I do love this. You know, I do love working with people that are interested in improving themselves, um, they have enthusiasm, uh, you know, when you, you know, I, I talk about my golden boomerang where what you throw out into the world is what you're gonna get back, you know, and when you're throwing out that enthusiasm to other people, you know, it comes back to you and it helps you out, you know? So, you know, I, I haven't really, you know, let's put it this way, I don't have an X on the calendar. You know, I, I uh, taking this, as I go, you know, it's a, it's a fun gig. Um, I'm having a blast. Awesome. Awesome. So as we start to wind down on, on time here, a couple of, couple of things that I want to find from you, one being, um, you know, it's probably hard to narrow it down to, to one or two things, but with your experience in the business, um, seeing different things come and go, economic climates, uh, trends in training, uh, global pandemic, lots of things have happened uh, since you've been in this. Um, is there anything that you wish you could go back and, and tell your younger self or 
anything that you wish that, you know, more trainers or more people in the field were aware of that you think would, would make a big difference as far as the, the field that we've chosen here with health, wellness, fitness? No, I don't think I would change anything. You know, um, you know, you're asking me these questions and I think the thing that comes to my mind a lot is I really want to help people get good. You know, uh, you know, Dominic, if you came in, I'd have you doing all kinds of stuff, you know, to, to make it fun for you, you know, and, and you'd say, man, I love this. This is cool, man. I like this stuff. And, you know, I think you have to have that kind of enthusiasm um, that's going to guide you through these other things that pop up, like this little pandemic thing that we've had to put up with, you know, and, you know, other trends like that, you know, it's kind of like the ship that cuts through the seas of all this stuff um, that, you know, when these other things come up, you make your adaptations, you, you know, you do what you have to do to get through it. But I think that, that, that goal, uh, that enthusiasm that I'm going to stick with it, I'm going to be persistent. Um, that's going to get you through things. You know? um, you'll find a way to make it happen. Make it happen, Captain. <laughs> there you go. I yeah. love how much of your, your outward uh, enthusiasm gets, gets translated into the same thing that it sounds like you want to provide for all your clients. I, I, we hear a lot in this industry at, of, I'm going to give somebody a, a great plan that they can execute. It's, it's going to be effective. You're going to get a hard workout. You're going to get results, but not as much beyond paying at lip service, not as much focus as, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get you all those things, but I'm going to make it enjoyable. I'm going to make you want to show up. I'm going to make it engaging. I'm going to make it, dare I say, fun to show up here and get those results in a way that you're going to look forward to. And I think that might be missing more than people realize in the industry. Um, all right. So um, five years ago, I had to have a, an ablation because I had uh, AFib. And so I did my research and the average kid laughs, or this was in the Journal of Cardiology. They said the average kid laughs 450 times a day. How much does the average adult laugh? Not nearly that, I bet. 15. Wow. Yeah. And, and so that's where I'm coming from. You know, I like to have fun. I like to get crazy. It makes me work harder. You know, it keeps me going. You know, this is not drudgery at all. You know, I look forward to this stuff. You know, I'm looking forward to the kids that are coming in on my sheet this afternoon. You know, uh, what are we going to do to get them going? You know, I, I mean, I, I know what we're going to do, but how are we going to motivate them to, you know, yeah, I love this stuff. Let's get going, man. Got a joke for me, Jeff? By the way, what did the uh, turkey say to the farmer? I don't know. This, this is a joke one of the kids gave me. Why, what did the turkey say to the farmer? He says, how come my name's not on the calendar after Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> they're bad, but they're funny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, sir, we are we're nearly out of time. Uh, this is kind of freestyle section, open forum. Anything else that you want to leave our listeners with as far as, you know, really anything to do with uh, training, changing lives, helping people, youth, adults? 
running a, a successful fitness business for all these years. Anything else you want to share? Be the light for other people. They're going to look at you. You know, is it important for you? Uh, do you have enthusiasm? They remember that stuff. I'll, I'll tell you something. Um, you know, as I said, uh, I was a teacher in the public school systems for 35 years. Um, my wife and I are out to dinner about a month ago. Uh, one of the servers, not our server, comes up to me and she goes, and you know, she's 25 or something like this. And she goes, I don't know if I should do this, but were you my gym teacher? And I said, <laughs> well, she said, and I told her the name of the school. And she said, I said, what year? She told me the year. And I said, yeah, that would have been me. She goes, I knew it. You know, we talked for 15 minutes afterwards. You know, and I get that a lot. People will remember your enthusiasm, your uh, how, you know, the fun that you try to put into people's lives. They remember that stuff a lot more than, you know, how many reps you're doing and stuff. They remember that enthusiasm. Don't forget about that. I've had that happen a lot where, you know, there was another time we were in a restaurant. A lady comes up and I said, hey, Mr. Seema, I go, all right, where did I teach you at? Same deal. <laughs> and this was 20 years ago. This kid would have been a first grader. And then I saw her when she was like 26 or something like that. Don't, don't underestimate the, the effect that you have on people with your enthusiasm and your attitude. Yeah, I think it gets credited to uh, Maya Angelou who said, um, people will forget what you say, they'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And I Absolutely. think that, that, Absolutely. that hits the nail on the head right there. Yeah, you got it. Perfect. I don't think I'm going to be able, be able to top that, sir. So I think this is a good point for us to close out. Last question for you. If anybody is listening, um, if they're in the Toledo area, if they're looking for a place to train or looking for a place to have youth or adults train or want to reach out to for any reason, how can they find you? Uh, on our website, Athletic Republic Toledo. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, get in touch with us. We're out there. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate you being on here with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Dominic, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is cool. You're cool, man. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate the compliment. There you um, go. I wish I had some, if, if we ever do a follow-up, I'm going to have some dad jokes for you, but right now. You want, you, you, want a, you want another one right now? Let's go. Give it to me. One more. What, um, what is the roundest night at King Arthur's table? I have no idea. Circumference. Oh. <laughs> I used to think I was good at guessing these, but I guess yeah. not. All right. Yeah. To close out, to all of our listeners, we appreciate you being here with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. They may not be as funny as Jeff, but... Tune in anyway to everyone out there in Jim Lord's Nation. Keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Keep being the light. Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, 
and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I'm here with Derek from Hope Fitness Academy in Columbus, Ohio. What's up, Derek? How are you today? What's up? What's up? How are you guys doing? Doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We appreciate it. Sure. All right, cool. Let's jump right into the details here. How did we get started? What made you want to own your own facility? So we got started in uh, 2011. Actually, I was just training kids at parks for free. And, you know, um, my mom was like kind of like pushing the envelope as far as like me having a business. I'm like, no, I, I just like, you know, training kids. I was actually a teacher at the time. So I taught third grade. I just love being around, you know, a lot of athletes. Um, so where I'm from in Columbus was, you know, kind of like a rougher area. So, I, you know, I only did it to really keep kids off the streets and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like in like a positive light. And then by 2012, I said, you know, let's try it. Let's, you know, you know, get our business license. We got our first facility and, you know, you know, took off from there. That's awesome. All right. So it happens kind of organically with a little push yeah. from, from yeah. mom there. Right. That's right. awesome. So now... Where the business is today, what does your business model look like? How are you structuring things? Are we doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? What's going on now? So we're doing uh, mainly group classes. I try to like keep the groups going um, with like the young athletes. Uh, I also have semi-private classes on like the weekends, um, you know, for like my college athletes or like my freshman athletes, and then as well as some privates that I do for you know any any kids or they really need it. Okay. All right. So a few different offerings there. So as far as your membership base goes, how many people are you serving currently? How many members do you have within the facility? We have about 212 members. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So something that grew so organically to now be at 212 members. That's amazing. So thank you. Yeah, of course. So how were you able to get there? Was that, has it up to this point been mostly organic growth, word of mouth, uh, referrals, things of that nature? And are you doing any type of paid advertising now to acquire more clients? What does that look like? So ours is kind of like, like you said, a lot of, a lot of referrals, a lot, you know, a lot of word of mouth, um, you know, a lot of the kids, you know, they do well in sports and then it kind of grows from there, you know, you know, mm-hmm. to where when I started with like my first initial group, I maybe had 10 kids, 11 kids. And out of that group, I want to say eight played division one football and out of the eight, uh, four are currently in the, in the NFL. So wow. from there, it's kind of like, you know, now that people like kind of see the process, mm-hmm. now the parents are like, oh man, hold on, you know, let's go there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That definitely helps as far as the athletic training side goes. Now, is the general population side of things growing as well? Is that something you're looking to grow? How is that looking? So our facility is about 7,000 square feet. So, uh, and then the way it's kind of like worked out with the landlord, I guess I would say, because I'm in a sovereign space, obviously. Mm-hmm. um to where certain hours they use certain things you know what i mean so it's a school below where our facility is so we're there in the evening so i usually just do it for our classes um during that time with the paid memberships the parents could come in and use the treadmills and you know that's your gym equipment as well so you know from the time of like four to about nine o'clock the gym pop can come in 
Got it. Okay. Uh, so now what does growth look like over the next, well, I mean, right now is, is a big time for growth within the industry. Typically January is kind of the time where yeah, you're yeah. looking to get a, an influx of people into the gym and really set the goals up for 2022. So what do the goals look like within the business for the new year? And what are your main focuses within the business to get there? Uh, so like I said, we, uh, you know, just to kind of raise up our, our memberships, you know what I mean? Um, add more classes. I just added a, uh, step aerobics class, mm -hmm. uh, like a hip hop aerobics. So, you know, so that's the, you know, I was, kind of like getting wrong we're ramped we have our morning class for our adults that you know you know for the other work so that's kind of you know you already know the big rush it's about 25 members in that class now um so yeah i think i think just get more members and to kind of have have the space for them to be able to train got it okay so now as far as new memberships go when somebody yeah. shows interest in the facility itself, I'm sure that the athletic training side of things looks a little bit different from the general population side of things, but how are you converting people from just having interest in the facility to signing up for an actual membership? What does the process look like when somebody comes in the door, for example? Yeah, so they'll come in the door with their kid usually and say, hey, you know, uh, you know, you know, it is available for us. I'm like, yeah, you know, actually with your membership, you know, um, the parents can come in and train and work out. So while they're working out, I might say, hey, you know, are you guys interested in, you know, actually having a class? We have classes these days. We have this class. And kind of like, you know, explain the uh, the benefit of having a, a family behind you. You know what I mean? The motivation, mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, um, the group training is so so huge when it comes to, like, creating a good atmosphere for that. So, yes. you know, kind of like push, pushing that for that for them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, a huge aspect of what keeps people coming back. Uh, and keeps them motivated and helps them actually reach their goals. And if you don't have that, it's easy to fall off and, and not ever get there. So that's awesome. And then as far as having the athletic side, a lot of times those two things feed each other because if somebody comes in, like you said, with their kids for the athletic side of things, then it's kind of easy to be like, hey, let's get you involved as well. Exactly. Or on the other side of that, if somebody comes in on the general population side of things and then has kids, it, it works both ways. So they kind of feed each other. Yep. Um, now, also with that being said, typically the general population side of things is your more stable stream of income on a monthly basis, just because a lot of times the athletic side of things is seasonal, unless you have people who are uh, multi-sport athletes or are doing off-season training as well and, and staying with you for that time. But that general population side of things really provides a stable platform to build off of and allows you to offer those other more seasonal offerings as well so definitely, is that definitely. something that you found that you're able to really rely on that general population side of things uh and and kind of build off of that or how is that looking for you yeah so i think i think the gen uh pop is is huge because you know i'm you know majority like do football training and like track mm -hmm. so when football season's in it's kind of like you know the gym is getting slow but right. because I have our gym pop, you know, you know, we're able to kind of, you know, stay, stay afloat, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge, yeah. huge aspect there. It's, I talked yeah. to a lot of gym owners who are, you know, in more of a niche market, whether it be athletic training or mm -hmm. martial arts, you know, a lot of martial arts studios, for example, have karate or jujitsu or MMA, and those are very niche products you know not everybody is looking for that but if you right. have that general population to balance things out and be able to rely on consistently then right. you know you can continue offering those other things that you really enjoy doing exactly. as exactly. well exactly. so that's that's a big one there um now one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with to really kind of get the wheels turning. Sometimes it opens your eyes up to something that you're really looking to focus on within the business uh, yeah. is if you could snap your fingers and just improve one thing within your business right now, today, what would that be and why? I would snap my fingers. Definitely. And what we talked about earlier, I think like the organization and like, um, you know, you know, to make sure that I'm able to keep the income uh, consistent, the members consistent, uh, as far as like the monthly stuff. I think, I think that's huge. You know, you know, I have three employees um, and one young lady. She does a great job when it comes to like, you know, getting kids checked in and make sure everybody's paid. But when it comes to like the background stuff, kind of falls on me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the best because I'm passionate about what I do. So then that's easy for me to be like, oh, you know what, come on in. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, right. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I've been... Yes. I've, if I could definitely snap my fingers, it would be for like the, you know, just the overall being organized, make sure the members uh, fees are, are out or do, you know, you know what I mean? And, you know, stay on top of everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It becomes hard as the gym owner to pay attention to every detail of the business. And it's like, you're always wearing so many hats and to be able to balance all of those things, it can be hard sometimes. So having systems in place for those things for organization and whatnot is a game changer. Um, now with that being said, so as far as your monthly memberships go, are those on a re reoccurring basis or are you, uh, do you have to kind of stay on top of people on a monthly basis to make sure that they're paying their dues? I have to stay on top of people on a monthly basis. And make yeah. Sure <laughs> you heard I just said, oh, okay, you know, well, you're good. <laughs> I don't have it this month. Oh, okay, it's fine. It's whatever. You know, just come right. on. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a lot in and of itself. And I hear that a lot, actually. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, it blows my mind. Like the amount of time sometimes that can take and just keeping track of everything, you know, like that's a lot on your plate to keep track of. And I can see where things would fall through the cracks there. Or if somebody's like, oh, I, I don't really have it. It's like, yeah, OK, like, you know, it, it makes it harder. So have you considered putting a system in place for that so that people are on a monthly draft i have i have I yeah have. I, you know so i've been researching different things and i've i tried like the different little uh what's the things you know i just bought a new one uh like a little pay anywhere types type system with the ach programs but it just doesn't feel i don't know it doesn't feel organic to me like i you know i, I need something where it's like a check-in you know what i mean they checked in they can scan something and then yes. they it there so for sure right. yep. yeah yeah, something a, a little more official, I guess. That, that is, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
other, <laughs> other than my uh, Excel spreadsheet that I have, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. That would take a lot off your time, oh, off of like the time that you're spending right. in and of itself and, and make things more reliable and consistent as far as your monthly billing goes, because then you can take a look at what you have coming in and... Right you know, it makes it easy to reach out to the people that didn't pay that month or, or whatever, you know, it really narrows it down. So that's, yeah. that's a huge thing moving forward. Um, so now we talked about acquiring new clients a little bit before, but so you're not doing paid advertising right now, right? Through like Facebook, Instagram, Google, things of that nature. Yeah, I've done through uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like the return wasn't, you know, what I was really looking for. So, you know, we just kind of, yeah. kind of stopped it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that happens a lot. Um, because there's so much to it. There tends to be so much to the, uh, the advert. I like to call it the advertising game. Cause that's pretty much what it is. It's like, you always have to stay up on what's happening, the trends, you know, how yeah. people are seeing advertisements, the algorithm changes. It's right, like, there's right. so many things there that you have to pay attention to. And then also making sure that you're targeting correctly to get the right, right. people in the door, because you can right. have a million leads, but if they're not interested in fitness or athletic training or, you know, yeah. the services that you're offering, that doesn't matter. No good. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So making sure that it's, super targeted and niched down to exactly the type of people that you're looking to get in the door is huge as far as the return on investment goes. Cause otherwise you're just throwing money out the window. So, um, I've done, I've done, I've done ads in, in like local magazines. I've done, uh, commercial spots. When I first started, I've done, uh, you know, I mean, we've done a lot, you know what I mean? They look up like, you know what? I really didn't get much from that. But then when you have like one of my kids that plays the chiefs, I say, Hey, can you make a post for me? He makes a post and I get a hundred kids coming in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I like it a little better. <laughs> Let's take it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's definitely helpful. Um, yeah, I mean, with that being said, though, once you do exactly learn how to target it and, yeah. and get the right people in the door, it can be a game changer for the business, especially because that allows you to have that constant steady flow of leads. Yeah. I always talk about having multiple poles in the water at a time, as far as uh, acquiring new clients goes, you know, you've got your word of mouth, you've got uh, your referrals, you've mm -hmm. got your athletes who are posting on social media, that certainly helps. But you know, that stuff isn't necessarily reliable on a monthly basis you can't track it and if you can't track it you can't grow it right so yeah, yeah, the the paid advertising piece especially through facebook eventually you get to a point where it's like okay if i spend x amount of dollars i can expect to see x amount of people come in the door and then that's gonna generate a certain amount of memberships on a monthly basis so then as far as your growth trajectory goes you can really narrow it down and plan and that's huge for getting to where you want to be as far as membership numbers go, revenue goes, just overall growth. So yeah. I always tell everyone basically that I speak to, if you can acquire one skill, I suggest that it be paid advertising through Facebook yeah. right now, yeah. anyway, within the market, uh, just because it allows you to control the flow of leads that you have coming into the business. And that's how you grow. And yes, Everybody, every time I say this, retention, yes, huge piece, right? We want to provide the most value to the clients that we already have. We want yeah. to make sure that we're providing the best service possible so that they never leave. But 
naturally, sometimes people leave, whether they're moving, they get a new job, you know, something comes up in their life, it happens. So we have to make sure that we always have the ability to feed the business no matter what. So if you can acquire one skill, I always suggest that it be that just because it allows you to have control over the growth of the right, business right. Yeah, so it is. sounds good uh, you know yeah. that's you know, i need to work on and learn definitely yeah yeah absolutely i mean most like i said most people are in that same position and it's great especially in the beginning you know a lot of times especially when you first open a facility which obviously this isn't the case for you but a lot of gym owners that i speak with are in the first year or two years of owning the business and when it's mm-hmm. new and it's fresh everybody's everybody wants to come check it out. Right. So it doesn't seem like it's something that you really have to get a handle on initially, but then once things start to slow down, it's like, Oh, now what, now what do I do? And then everybody's always kind of scrambling to get people in the door and trying all these things. And a lot of times wasting time and wasting money, right. Which are two things that we really don't have as gym owners time, especially. Um, And that's, you know, that's the only thing that you can't get back. So it's, it's important. So now with all of that being said, you've been in, in your business for, for quite a while now. So if you could provide a piece of advice for somebody who is considering opening their own facility, what would that be? Don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, though, you know what I mean? Cause there's going to be so many ups and downs, pitfalls, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and you're going to have clients to come, go, leave, stay, but at the end of the day, if this is what you are born to do, this is your mission, this is your passion, this is your, you know, this is your dream job, then you can't quit because you're yes. going to have a breakthrough. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I feel like year five was like, oh, my God, this is getting rough. You know what I mean? At certain times of the year, it's so slow in here, and I'm here all the time. I'm, I'm never at home, my kids. And, you know, now I'm at year 10, and I'm like, this is amazing. I love my life. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, yeah. you know just, just don't give up. Yes, absolutely. There are certainly ups and downs. And sometimes yeah. when you are in those down times, you have to rely on the passion for what you do to carry you through those times. And that's something that I always really touch on is like, if you think that you're going to get into owning a gym because you want to make a bunch of money and it's going to be easy and people <laughs> are just going to come in the doors. It's like, that's, that's the idea that a lot of people have initially. It's like, right it doesn't always work that way. And sometimes when you go through those really hard times where it's really slow and people aren't coming in the door and you're really frustrated, it's hard to keep going. So we were working all day. I I remember when I first, when I was gym five to 10, you know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. trying to be, you know, I mean, you're pretty much a a service for your clients, you know what I mean? You know, you're there whenever they need you, you know, you're there, you know, meal prep, you're there for everything. To where now, right. like I said, and you know, we're, we have a system, you know what I mean? We have people for everything. And, you know, as an owner, I'm able to kind of sit back and say, okay, cool. Yes. All right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That's the place that you want to get to, uh, being able to kind of oversee things and focus on the business side of things, you yeah. know, because when you're in it all day, every day, when you're working 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., you don't really have time to focus on what's coming next and being able to prepare and plan for what's coming. And that makes it really hard to balance everything. So yeah, that, that can be certainly challenging. Definitely something that I experienced in the past, uh, 
working all of the hours and not being able to focus on where the business was actually going. Right, right, uh, so right. yeah, getting into a place eventually where you can put staff into place and, and have systems so that you are able to step back, look at things from a business standpoint and grow. Yeah. So. Or I mean, for example, like, you know, you couldn't take vacations, you know what I mean? Yes. You know, there was no life. It was kind of like, you know, my life revolves around this because if I don't train or work, I don't get paid. Yes. You know what I mean? So then, you know, you know, being able to be like, okay, you know what, you know, now I kind of sit back and go on, you know, you know, go on vacations and take trips and do things. Right. Money coming in my account. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It can be, uh, in it, you can be in a situation pretty easily where you're working a hundred hours for yourself, making less than you would working 40 hours for somebody else. You yeah, know, I I'm, listen, I, people I say all the time, like, man, you have your own business. Like, no, I don't have my own. I, yeah, I right? business, but I still work for somebody. I still work for people. So, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like I could just create my own schedule. And I just do what I want to do. Like, no, 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 no. no I no. feel working for them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like you said, like, you take days off, you don't get paid, so. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, in the past anyway, now it's, now yeah, it's better. Now, 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 we're, now we're kind of, you know. <laughs> Moving in the right direction. We're, we're, we're in a good situation. Yes, absolutely. Very blessed. Very blessed. Good, all right. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, Instagram, so you can go on Instagram, hopefit underscore. Hope the underscore, same with Facebook, hope the underscore. And, you know, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. I'm on my story a lot. We're, we're working on some new reels. I'm, and I'm a little older. I'm 37, so I'm new to this reel with TikTok stuff. So I'm trying to get my reels together. Yeah. And, uh, just, you know, <laughs> and get more content. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. So good interesting content for people. And, yeah. So Instagram, you know, please follow, like, share. And let's keep, let's keep growing and building together. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Reels and TikTok. That's where it's at lately. So everybody's yeah, yeah, trying to figure all that out. <laughs> right. I have a client, man. She has like 1.4 million. So I'm always trying to pick her brain. Like, all right, teach me how to. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, to grow all that stuff, especially like at the end of the day where it's like, I always used to think about it. Like at the end of the day, once things quieted down with training, it's like, Oh shit, I have to post on social media. <laughs> yep. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Oh <laughs> uh, man. I, I said you all the time. I've had, I've had some amazing sessions and I'm like, did anybody get that? Did anybody record anything? No. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, like no one got in. No recording. No nothing. All right. All right. Cool. Thank you. All right. Sweet. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I always used to tell the staff like, Hey, let's take some videos this class. Yeah, like, please. Hey, let's like, get some content for social media. Like, please gotta, help me out here. <laughs> you got to have some content. You know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. So Derek from Hope Fitness Academy in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been awesome having you on the show. It was great. It was great. I had a lot of time. Much fun. Thank, Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Matt Pasolacqua of Jacked Gym, coming to you from California. Matt, what's going on, man? How are you today? I am well. I am well on this early Saturday morning, so I'm just glad you're not up that early and different times <laughs> where you are, but I was... I was ready to, to to get rock and roll this morning anyway, so yeah, this is good stuff. We got you bright <laughs> and early on a Saturday morning. Now, Matt, we're here to talk about Jack Jim, of course. I want to dive in on how you run the business, the tactics, the strategies. But before we get to that, let's explore a little bit about what the gym is, what this business is in the first place. So, Matt, take us back, put us in your time machine as to when this business idea kind of formulated in your brain. What made you want to start this business in the first place? Well, to, to kind of go in from my, my passion for fitness and what we do in general, um, I, I guess I, I've always had it in my mind since I, I come, came out of uh, uh, a situation in my youth. And, and what I want to talk about is when I was younger, um, there, there was someone in my life that uh, really caused a lot of uh, damage and body dysmorphia as I grew older. Um, you know, comments to where, um, you know, Hey, if you, if you walk too fast, your thighs are going to rub together and you're going to start a fire. Things that caused huge, uh, you know, kind of a body dysmorphia disorders as I grew older. And when that person got out of my life, I got into fitness, right? Um, had some self-conscious uh, things throughout the years, got into fitness, evolved out of that, became more confident, right? And this is a 20 kind of a 20,000 foot view of me developing uh, my idea for, for uh, fitness in the future in general. And I thought to myself, one day I'm going to help children. I'm going to help kids and I'm going to help people like me that had kind of these things in their mind and damages yeah. in general. And I'm going to help attack and heal that part of the heart um, and confidence level moving forward. Fast forward, getting older, have a job, have a career. I thought to myself one day, and it was almost like I call it, I compare it to Noah's Ark is I couldn't sleep. All I was thinking about was adult and youth fitness, adult and youth fitness. You got to open a facility. You got to do this. And I had been involved um, working nine to even working my nine to five job with fitness on the side, had built literally a commercial gym inside my house where half of my home was converted with rubber flooring and commercial gym equipment, not just home equipment, literally inside my house, my poor <laughs> wife. Oh my gosh. So uh, one day uh, I, I, it just started coming to me to go look for space, almost like a, a calling. And I couldn't sleep. And I, and I just kept hearing, you got to work with the youth. You got to work with the youth as well as adults. You got to work with youth. And I, uh, long story short, I found a facility, uh, our first facility. 
Um, it was it was November of 2018 where I, I ran across this facility. The landlord said, hey, we're a month to month group. You don't even have to sign a five year lease. I about fell over. I said, okay, what's the cost? It was very affordable. My, my wife and I were both working at the time. Oh yeah, she, 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 was, um, she was pregnant with our, with our son. Um, I put the numbers together and I said, man, even if we had to struggle for a little bit, I, I, I'm telling you, I didn't even have enough clients to open this place. I didn't know what I was thinking. Honey, guess I really what? Did. I started a gym. <laughs> I, and I just did. I signed the lease and I came home, told my wife that I signed the lease and she goes, can we afford it? I said, I think so. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm a business guy. I've been in business development for years. I know how to look at ROI models and return and all that boring stuff. But at the same time, this is scary. You know, I'm not 60 years old with a pension in, in, in retirement. You know, I was, you know, uh, st it's still in my thirties, you know, so um, it was a scary thing. Well, anyways, long story short, we opened January 7th, 2019, um, uh, jacked in general. Uh, and, and it wasn't called jacked before that. I picked the name because it was super cliche. I wanted it to make an impact, you know, you know, you know what, you know, the past names are what swole, yoked, built, you know, <laughs> and what's the new term today? Is. Right. Jacked. Right. So now we're, we're Jack Jim, we're Vacaville goes to get jacked. Right. And we started a youth program uh, and, and the rest has been history and it's a big part of what we do. And when I say youth program, strength and conditioning of all levels, where, whether you're a youth athlete or even cheerleader, softball player, hockey player, BMX racer, or you're just a kid that needs to get moving. We have group sessions that concentrate on that and focus on that. It's something I'm very proud of. Um, and of course we do the group training, uh, personal training, coaching, early morning sessions for adults, of course, but I'm personally passionate about this helps the business itself carries my passion to work with the youth. Um, so I'm doing what I always said I was going to do, which, which is very important to me. Yeah. And, and so if we are understanding correctly, kind of two aspects to this business, we, of course, we have a focus on adult gen population, helping people get fit because they're the ones with jobs. They're the ones that can right. take ships 12 months a year. They're the ones that can show up three times a week, like clockwork. But you wanted, from what it sounds like, for more personal reasons to really have an impact on a younger demographic and helping establish good habits as early on as possible. Talk to us a little bit about just some metrics so other gym owners listening to this can understand how many people do we serve within this model? How many adults and how many youth? Well, so we just recently moved and I'll go over two different numbers if you don't mind, pre-COVID and post-COVID. Sure. Okay, so pre-COVID, pre of course, numbers were surging. When we, when we opened, I was pleasantly surprised and uh, you know, humbly speaking, I, I, I owe it to, 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 to blessings, faith, hard work, and just putting out there because we didn't have a lot of money to advertise. So word of mouth was, was, uh, was huge. Um, we, it, it spread like wildfire in the community. We had about 70, we had about seven within the first six months, we had set about 75 to 80 adult members and 75 to 80. It was a good, even split of youth members. So we had anywhere between hundred and 160 to hundred and, um, 170 members in this small 1100 square foot, uh, uh, you know, boutique fitness program, uh, yeah. if you would, we ran a session from 5 a.m. until 9 a.m. in the morning. We shut down completely in the middle of the day, of course, except for personal training for coaches that would run space for us. And then we would open again from 5 p.m. until uh, operating all the way till 9.30 p.m. in the evening time. That's pre-COVID. Um, our membership rates would be anywhere from $79.99 for a, a, a two-day-per-week kind of package, three-day-per-week kind of package, 
upwards to a hundred and twenty dollars or thirty nine dollars per month, depending on uh, what, what they were doing. Of course, sibling discounts and things like that, but on an average. So you take that from eleven hundred square foot facility and you time 160, 170 times average about anywhere between eighty five and ninety nine dollars per month, depending on what what the mixture was. That was good money for eleven for eleven hundred square feet. Yeah. Right. So and, and that was uh, good, healthy numbers now coming out of COVID and and people not only have gyms just now really been allowed to, to reopen um, and we've operated the whole time. And I can get into that in a little while if you'd like, but um, at a different level, but uh, and opening a new facility, we're sitting right now about I, I think I just looked at the numbers. I said 65 uh, before we're actually at 75. Right. So we're at 75, the mixture of that. Um, and currently right now is, and these are active numbers of people that have unpaused their account. We actually still have over a hundred on there. Some are still paused, still afraid to come back, uh, but 75 active members uh, carrying us through again, average of, of $99 per month. So we're still doing okay for our size. We're in about 1500 square feet now. Okay. And, and so we've taken a hit, right? Everybody in the Oh yeah. Okay. Oh Yeah. There's not, there's not a lot of value in discussing and hemming and hawing and, and complaining about it because it is what it is. But now that we're able to operate with a little bit more capacity and you guys start to rebuild, talk to us a little bit about the marketing. You mentioned before that a huge focus was on the referral strategy, just getting into the community. Now that we're more focused on the regrowth and getting back to those pre-COVID numbers, what are you focusing on and how can we bring in new leads? I'm, I'm really glad you asked that because it's a good question, right? So we found, so I'll have to kind of rewind to go into how we operated during pandemic to show how we transitioned coming out uh, because a lot, some of our revenue is aside from that 75 to 100 uh, client uh, base right now. So we do what's called private use rental, okay? So during the pandemic, uh, we, were, we were small enough to where we were able to rent out our facility by the hour through an RSVP appointment only basis. So this would mean, simple explanation, a gym Airbnb. We're just like that, lockbox on the, I wasn't even there. I camera set up everywhere, there's a set of rules. You got the, you got the access to the door, you were let in remotely. Uh, you use the facility while you're there and you would depart. That was massive. My I actually made more money during the pandemic, um, during portions of it anyways, uh, doing that than, than we did uh, um, on, a, on, on some other things, right? So there was times where my facility was rented out from midnight to midnight. People were coming from Oakland, Lake Tahoe, um, hundreds of miles just to use my small little facility. Obviously that didn't last very long when things started opening up, right? But, but I took from that, uh, when we talk about marketing and how we operate moving forward, um, uh, private use. So we still do that. So we market on two different levels. You get access to the gym, uh, on a private use level, um, you, we, we market from a strategy of a, your, your standard boot camp operation uh, type of body transformation um, uh, centers. And we rent out spaces to personal trainers um, who lost space during the pandemic as gyms were closing and couldn't operate. And since we were allowed to operate minimally, we were able to do that. So it pivoted, it pivoted our business model. So to answer the question of, of how we market moving forward, uh, and how we operate moving forward, I think I think it's it's developed with that. It's a hybrid of what we did pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, and now we're in post-pandemic. Yeah. So we still do private use rental. We still rent out space to personal trainers running their own program, um, and we promote them on our own business page. 
So in theory, people tell me, if you're promoting somebody else's program, you're losing business. Well, no, they actually pay me as well, right? Or we trade work for work, right? So I have no problem marketing. Uh, I have a woman who does things for um, uh, all women classes. That's not my specialty. I don't hold only women classes. She does. And she operates out of my facility. I will happily promote her business. So I market in that sense. I have a guy who focuses strictly on high ticket personal training. I don't have the time or the bandwidth uh, any longer uh, with running the business and doing things and having the family to be able to focus on that. He's very good at what he does. So if somebody wants personal training, I promote and I market his program actively on my social media, um, which in return pays me. Would it pay me as much if I was doing his work? No, but I'm not doing his work. He is. Sure. I get to sure. focus on my youth. I get to focus uh, my youth groups and I get to focus on my uh, my uh, uh, group uh, personal, excuse me, group training sessions in the evening time that we operate, right? So that is how we are operating and marketing moving forward. Something else that we noticed pre-pandemic as well as post is there was a lot of saturation with what we, we call, you know, the body transformation, you know, 12-week challenges. <clears throat> um, in our area, for some reason, people seemed a little burnt out on that. And what we found was not that people didn't want to participate in a fitness challenge or like that. What it was was the amount of dollars that people were charging to do this seemed to start fizzling out. So what we noticed and what we're continuing to notice as we're ramping back up, because we're probably growing an average of five members per week organically at the moment with our reopening. And what we noticed was people wanted the same experience, the same culture, and they wanted longevity, but they're not able to afford, as everybody's taking hit, not just the gym industry, people at work in general, they're not able to afford $189 per month, a $250 gym membership. They're not able to do it on an individual basis, nor do they want to. What we have found that a sweet spot between 80 and $100 per month, we see less cancellations, we see more involvement, we see more commitment, and we're about obtainability as well as sustainability. And in that price range for my market, I can't speak to other, obviously New York, your overhead is different. There's gonna be a lot of different things. Your $80 might be 160, right? That might be the same from a, cost of overhead standpoint, but for our market, um, now I have been told I'm crazy that I'll never yeah, survive. I was going to push back a little bit on that because <laughs> there are, there are successful businesses charging even beyond that 200 dollars a month. Yeah. I, I can th probably throw a rock at five other, I guess you would call them similar. Like I can point out our differences. Our clients can point out our differences in culture and, and thing like that, but I could probably throw a rock at five facilities from my front door. Right. And I'm exaggerating a little bit. I probably got to get in the car and drive a couple blocks. But I mean, just any off a few. Again, I, I network with all of the local gyms in the area. Um, we, we, we've got this, the, the strength tra training, excuse me, not strength training. I'm talking about Mark Bell now. Um, the strength experience. Right. Opening down the street. We got the mom strong fitness. We got um, uh, we've got fusion explosion. This is just off the top of my head. Old school iron in shapes. The planet fitness is the, uh, that's just within a mile radius from yeah. our two or seven from me. And so, so competitors yeah. around for sure. Um, yeah. Matt, one thing I wanted to, to ask you about, and you talked about promoting the trainer's business uh, and oh, yeah. the idea of marketing in general. And you mentioned social media being an aspect of that. Oh, yeah. For you guys, is this the organic side of social media, posting content, posting pictures, posting videos, or has this ventured into the paid advertising social side of social both, media? Both actually. No, that's a great question. I, I appreciate you asking. And like I said, you got you to gotta keep me reined in, man, because I'll talk. But, uh, <laughs> but so both. So we, we've done both. Now, I haven't done super high ticket cost uh, social media boosting and advertising. 
Um, I mean, I guess you would have to define that as a small business owner. I feel every dollar, but so, so the thousand, two thousand dollars a month advertising on social media, I, I, I haven't done nor every dime I have is invested back in the business and different things. So I haven't done that. I have done the two, three hundred dollars per month advertising, but a lot of our stuff, I try to stay very active on social media because we don't have a sales office. We don't have times of the day where you come in and tour the facility. Everything we do is online. Uh, we have a branded app that has been huge by the way. So I, I forgot to mention that from a marketing perspective, having a branded app where you can RSVP for free trials and download it at your leisure and RSVP for classes. Uh, and, and, I, and I stick to branded because I believe that's important has helped us tremendously, uh, tremendously. And, um, it, and especially for word of mouth, Hey, look at my gym. Here's the app. Here's, here's how you sign up it has been huge. But to answer your question, yes, social media has been huge. Um, lots of stories, um, lots of workouts, lots of pictures, and then yes, partial paid um, advertising as well. Sure, sure, sure. And so I guess let, let's zoom out on, on marketing a little bit. Obviously, if we're to think about this as a, a funnel, right? Right. right. We generate our way up at the top. Somewhere in the middle is, is our sales and conversions. And then down at the bottom is retention. When you guys, here we are, building back to pre-COVID numbers, what do you think is going to help you the most? Is it getting more leads in? Is it converting at a higher percentage? Is it retaining more members? What do you think is going to be the, the real game changer for you guys? Fantastic question. Um, I wish I had the magical answer for everything. I don't. <laughs> All but of them I will tell you good. this. For us personally, and I'm sure there's a lot of similar people in my area that would say the same thing. Um, retention being the most important out of everything you, you mentioned would be retention and getting them through the door. Everything in between, man, I got, I can tell you with confidence yeah. levels, I can convert. If you walk in through my door, you're joining. I, I my conversion rate rate for people walking through the door or downloading the, uh, the app and getting a free trial and coming in is probably at the, at the absolute lowest worst point is seven out of 10. I will say is seven, 70, 70%. And that is just when traffic is high. If things are slower and people that are coming in are actually serious about doing something, 10 out of 10 every single time. If you come in the door, my wife and I, we're getting you to join, not because we're pushy, but because we're embracing uh, new stuff. Someone down, again, once you come through my door, it's because you have found it pretty much on your own or you've seen a picture, you've downloaded the app, you found enough interest to where you're coming in. Yeah, it's, a, I can duplicate it's a much that, more hot lead, if you will. Right, so when we talk about funnel and leads, that's the important part, if I can duplicate that, on an affordable basis or not even on an affordable basis, a justifiable, I'll spend 10 grand if I'll make 10,100. 10, yeah, that's that's the most important part of this. And, right. and I, have this conversation, I have this conversation all the time with small yep. business owners who are hesitant to spend any kind of money on advertising. And I get it because usually they've been burned. They've spent money and it got absolutely back. But if there was a way, if we knew predictable ROI. If I'm going to spend a dollar and I can get three back, of course you're going to do that. Of course. Well, and I'll be honest with you too. I don't, I think what a lot of uh, business owners don't realize the small business owners. And again, I come from a business development world. I, I I'm still doing, I still work my nine to five. I, I, I run uh, a business development channels of 250 plus nationwide supporting dealer networks and things like that. Um, and before anybody says, Oh, you know, listening to this, Oh man, that, that must pay for the guy's business. My business is running itself it makes enough money to pay for itself and be profitable. So I don't want anybody to think I'm just taking my own personal money and doing it. Uh, some of the things I'm saying here work. 
Uh, but what I will say uh, from a perspective of, of uh, from a marketing standpoint, if you tell me if I spent, let's just make it easy, $100. And within 30 days, I make only that $100 back. To me, that is making money because I'm in the black. And I'll tell you why. If it's costing me $100 to bring, bring in enough people within that month to make that $100 back, they're now paid for. Yeah, we're profitable on the front end, and then everything else after that is paid. after. That's what that's what I'm talking about. So if I spent I get five thousand dollars on on a marketing plan, I made that five thousand dollars back. I think what a lot of people, especially gym gym owners, uh, don't consider is you're still making revenue off those five thousand dollars in members in month two, three, or maybe month four, five, and six, as long as you can retain them. And this is why I'm talking about lead generation and, re uh, and, and retainment being the most important for me. Yeah. Because I don't mind spending money to get them, but I want to hold on to them at least course, long enough. Of course, of course. To... That's where the real profit is, right? When we talk right, about- exactly. When we talk about building businesses, there's really, it's, it's pretty simplistic if we're, if we're to boil it down and it's, you can get more people, into your business we can get more money from the people that are already in the business or we can keep them buying month over month over month two and three are typically where the real profit lies in business right. we're just constantly 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 chasing new people to get them in it's going to be more of a hamster wheel and, and we're going to be burning through a lot of leads really quick if we can get people in and keep them if we don't have any holes in our bucket it's going to be a much easier process to build in the long run. And so, yeah, and that's why, that's why I kind of go back to, 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 to price just a little bit o only because for us and the way we've operated and the way we've done, done our leads and from a retainment standpoint, we have found that on a re recurring basis, that that was an easier number for folks to live with. Say if something got tight or they're now working from home or their overtime got cut uh, in our area in general, this is a mixture of, you know, biotech, you know, um, high ticket, you know, high, high income people around us. And then there's your uh, mixture of your blue collars and we got them both. Right. And we attract a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of the both. Right. And we have folks that stick with us and will stick with us because we're not gouging them every single month or what they would feel is gouging them when they look at it. And I tell people, man, I'm not even as high as your Comcast bill. Okay. So, or, or your Starbucks habit. So I, I constantly use that. I say, look, our prices are set to be less than a Starbucks habit. And when people come in and do my tour, I tell them that. Now, I, I, some I, I forgot to mention, and this is, this is huge, and I apologize for it in advance. The $79 rate is a six-month commitment minimum. So to get that rate, you have to commit to a minimum of six months. Without commitment, and I tell them, and I call it a fitness commitment, if, if you're not willing to commit for six months of your life, we're probably not right for you. And, and Planet Fitness is great, and you can go in there and do your thing, and it's 20 bucks per month, right? And, and, and that's fine, too. And that's not me ragging. That's not me ragging or, or, or anything like that. That's just me telling them that if you don't do a commitment, you're, a, you're 100, 119 a month. Yeah. And that's just fair because I got to project my own overhead, sure. you know, for a month. So, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. and, and that's, that's a good point. And, and it speaks to the sales process overall. And, and it's really a determination. Are we the right fit for you? Are we the right business right. for you? If we're not, fine. Not the end of the world. Sure. Here's who we are and here's what we're about. And, and the more people that you can bring in that jive with that, the better the business is going to be. The more people that we can keep out that don't jive with that, the better the business is going to be. Yeah. And, and circling that back to, to, 
to leads in and retainment. And the reason why I say for us, that's more important. We're really confident in what we do. And I think that if a lot of people push back, they may just not have a lot of confidence in being able to, I guess you call it close a sale. Now, I, when people ask me, hey, how do your sales work? And how, it, let's face it, sales is an evil word out there, right? I don't look at our facility. When I, we gain a, a member, I'm not like close sale. That was awesome, right? It, we're out there to change lives. And we're passionate about what we do. And I lead with that and I lean on that. So I've never had a problem converting people or the right clients or attracting the right clients. When they come to the door, they usually sign up because to your point, they, they like what we do and we're the right fit for them. And if they're not, we are, we're honest about that. Hey, we're probably not the right fit for you. Um, I, I ask one question, one, one question to every single person that comes in, whether they're youth or an adult, what are we trying to obtain and what are we trying to sustain? And sometimes I'm looked at sideways or like the RCA dog, right? And I said, look, I said, we're about obtainability and sustainability here. There's goal, there's things and look, health and fitness industry, you can show me an Instagram model that takes all their pictures of within that six week period that they're peeled and they release them slowly. They'll take a Christmas photo, they'll take a summer photo because look, let's just face it, they're not doing all the right things that actually make them healthy. So is that obtainable to look that way? Yes. Is it sustainable? Absolutely not. Yeah. And in working with the youth and working with people, we're really honest about that. So I tell them we're about obtainability as well as sustainability here. I'm going to be honest with what you, your body type, your genetics, what can obtain and what we do to sustain that. So if you're not in it for the long haul and for a minimum of a six month commitment, I can't give you this awesome program for this awesome rate. You may want to go over here. So, so I just add a little bit of color to that. Sure. And, and so Matt, in, in the grand scheme of this, our whole conversation is with the intention of building the business, right? Absolutely. From where it is to the previous numbers that you have been at, and I assume beyond, right? I assume the goal is not to get there and stop. And so talk to us a little bit, paint me a picture of, of the future. Show me, share with me this, this vision that you have for the business. Where are you striving towards here as we move through 2022? That's a great question. I would say for, for our, our one facility now, uh, getting it to the to the point to where we justify more space, and we and we and we honestly could. It's just California; space is expensive. We focus on a couple things, keeping overhead low. I believe in taking out no loans. Um, everything was bought with my own money. I saved and I did that. And and by doing that, and by I could call it working smart, we're able to create kind of the programs and stuff that I was I was mentioning and telling you about. What I would love to do in the future is duplicate those efforts. Now, I like to keep our model 2,000 square feet and under, right? Anything above that, I'll probably be roping in some martial arts partners and things like that to run Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and things like that, but that's all separate programs. Ultimately, for Jacked, in general, we have found that it is very brandable, very likable. People gravitate towards it. The colors are bright, very unisex. And I have been approached multiple times about looking into franchising out our brand. Mm. So with that, it intrigued me because like I said, I've been in business development for a long time. I support direct and indirect uh, business development channels um, where, where basically you say, hey, you're a dealer of this brand. Like say a T-Mobile dealer, authorized dealer, an AT&T authorized dealer. That is what my career has been over the past 18 years. I would love to do the same thing with, with my business, whether it's owning multiple locations or franchising out. What that means, I haven't yet discovered, right? We're very young. We just hit our three-year anniversary, and two of those years were in COVID, right? So, so 
I'm very proud that I was able to make it through. We're still fine tuning some things, but I absolutely ultimately have a goal to duplicate this on a multi-location basis, whether it's me being the sole proprietor and owner or franchising out. I won't get into the weeds of what it takes to franchise. You've covered it before. Other podcasts have covered it before. It's expensive. It's stressful. But ultimately, that would be amazing because I think we've created something very, very lucrative here, very different. We haven't had time to dive into all the things that separate us, but I think that it's absolutely a brand that deserves to be out there in the world, making children healthier um, and, and making adults healthier. Uh, and cause again, the one thing we noticed with serving the youth was, and something that I remember being young, if you don't have a father or a mother or a big brother showing you how to do a dumbbell curl or a preacher curl or a proper squat, and you're learning from YouTube videos and stuff, there's nothing out there for, for kids. Not really, unless you were on the football team, you never really learned these things. And what we're doing out there, and sorry, I get passionate about this. What we're doing out there is taking kids that would never have worked out sitting behind video games and we are showing them what a deadlift is, what a squat is, what a bench press is, what dumbbell flies are. No one did that for me but my father when I was ready and old enough to do so. And I got kids 10 to 14 years old getting in there and working out and nobody else does it. Okay, I'll like drop the mic and shut up. But yeah. I just, I love it. And that's, I want to duplicate that nationwide. Yeah, I mean- Matt, I think it's I think it's a fascinating idea, and and we have the conversation like you said about franchising and and what it takes to get there and and how to recreate success. The hardest part is doing it the first time. Once we have that blueprint, we can figure it out how to do it two, three, four, a hundred times beyond that. And so, I think you're in the trenches now, working through these sort of kinks and whatnot. But it's an exciting time. and, and the It is an exciting time. The next step for us is to uh, start, uh, well, I mean, even with your guys' uh, enterprises, is looking into uh, different marketing campaigns and see what we can do and who we can partner with. Uh, because it's time, right? Coming out of COVID, uh, it's looking like money's getting a little bit better. We're gaining clients organically. Now we need to duplicate that because we all know um, come September, August, at least the trend is here, people fall off. Um, our football kids in our youth program start football in August. We're going to lose 90% of them, right? So what can we do now? And again, this is another thing with it is, is getting ahead of trends. Um, January 1st being the New Year's resolution game changer, that's no longer it. Our busy time is March through September. What can we do now to get ahead of that trend, grow those clients? And again, these marketing campaigns um, and plans, things that we discussed before, hey, let's, let, let's get on top of this. That's what's next for us. Yep. Matt, it's always a really, really interesting dive to explore business owners' mindsets and, and how they choose to run their business. And it's, at the end of the day, the product is fitness, but there's so many different ways to run a business. And so I really appreciate you for contributing and, and talking to us about how you run Jacked. As we kind of approach the end of, of our time here, give people listening an idea where they can find out a little bit more about Jack. Is that, what's the website? What's the social media? Oh man, thank you for that. I love it. I free little plug here. So no, yeah, listen, I'm an open book. I'm, I'm a networker like crazy. <clears throat> I, like I said, I'm kind of a, a leper in, in my neighborhood. I, I network with all the gyms, um, you know, which is usually looked at as, as again, being a leper. Oh, no one can talk to each other. I'm huge on that. 
Uh, you can find us at jackthegym.com, J-A-C-K-E-D-G-Y-M.com. That's my website. Uh, obviously, we are more active on social media. On, on Instagram, we are at jackedbackaville. Um, so again, at jackedbackaville, V-A-C-A-V-I-L-L-E for Vacaville. Um, Facebook.com, it's fa- facebook.com slash jackedbackaville. Uh, and, I, and feel free to reach out to me, text, call. Um, that's where people can find us. And I, and I, we're just starting to get into the TikTok thing. Um, you know what I mean? Which I believe is the next huge wave. Um, and I don't know if your guys enterprises do anything with that, but I'll tell you what, I mean, especially with working with the youth and the new generation, I think TikTok is probably going to be huge. So I'm looking into that. So, and to be honest with you, I, what my TikTok handle is, I've already forgotten. (laughs) So I'll have to tell you this in a minute. I posted a few videos, but as you know, it'll, it'll go. I'd say, I, I'm sure if you search for us, you'll find us. We'll on figure TikTok. it out one way or another. We'll that's figure out sure. one way. But yeah, jackjim.com and at jackbackaville on Instagram and and Yahoo. And if I if I'm not available, my wife usually is, and I would I would love networking with anybody. Perfect, Matt. It's been a bunch of fun. I'm excited to see what the future of Jacked is with with so many different options where you could take this thing. Like I said, man, I really appreciate your time, and, and we'll have to check in with you again down the road. How does that sound? Uh, that that's awesome. I appreciate you guys. Awesome. And so thank you. Thank you to everyone who tuned in as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.